the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello, thank you so much for joining us today on this program, Church of the Week, where we are featuring Resurrection Baptist Church. You've heard Pastor Ray all week long as he's giving you devotionals Monday through Friday. I've been talking a lot about our friend Jesus, and so we have him in studio today to tell us some more about uh, our friend Jesus. So, Pastor Ray, we want to thank you for being here with us. God bless you, Mark. Pastor Ray Brown, Sr. from Resurrection Resurrection Baptist Church. Pastor, um, what we want to do is just give our uh, listeners an opportunity to find out who you are and uh, find out what God is doing over there at Resurrection Baptist Church. So, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, where you come from and how you ended up here? Okay. Well, Mark, I grew right. I grew up right here in the Alamo City. Um, in the late 60s, early 70s, my parents moved from, um, uh, my father was in the military from Fort Hood, um, and he became stationed at Fort Sam Houston. I grew up, uh, and he was the pastor of our church. Um, at the age of nine, I, believe it or not, I accepted my call to preach. I was a boy preacher. Wow, at the age of nine? At the age of nine, um, oh. elementary school. Yeah. And um, so most of my classmates, all they know of me, those who are still in San Antonio area, uh, all they know is that ever since they've known me, I've been a preacher. Is that right? Exactly. Wow. Um, grew up, uh, I had a tremendous heart and a love and a passion for gospel music. Um, my father needed a musician. At the age of 14, I became his minister of music. Wow. And God has gifted me with that ability. Um, of course, I'm not quite as gifted as the uh, musicians and the singers and the, those who work in the music and fine arts department at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in the 70s. <laughs> we're, li- we're living in a different day now. Right. But back then, um, it carried me actually through, that gift carried me through college. I went to Bishop College in Dallas, Texas. Um, there I um, studied theology, um, pursued a degree, a bachelor's degree in theology, um, got married, mm-hmm. and had um, children and um, accepted the call to pastor in East Texas, in Nacogdoches, Texas, at a church called Live Oak Baptist Church. Mm. Um, today, moving forward, um, I pastor church, Resurrection Baptist Church, on Live Oak Road. That's right. You see the irony there? <laughs> wow. Um, God was preparing me, and as I look at it, um, since uh, early age, he was shaping my life, uh, bringing me full circle back to the city <clears throat> where I was raised in. Mm-hmm. And now able to um, do ministry here. Excited about it. Um, kind of excited about the journey of faith. Um, yeah. I, I understand more today what my specific assignment is than I did back when I, those early years of doing mm-hmm. ministry, preaching, um, being able to do music. Uh, my specific assignment is to literally help to equip and empower men and women who love the Lord, um, to help them to discover their gifts. Mm. 
and empower them to use their gifts for the glory of God and for the kingdom of God. That's what the, the Bible says in Ephesians. Yes. It was a fivefold ministry to Absolutely. equip the saints Absolutely. to do the work of the ministry. And it happens to be one of my favorite scriptures. Amen. I base that upon uh, the words of Paul when he talks about that. Uh, every uh, Now and then you've, you see believers that are caught up in what Paul describes as every wind of doctrine. Mm-hmm. And um, because they've not really understood their purpose yeah. um, and what God has called them to and what and who called them, actually. Mm-hmm. That my gift is not for me. My gift is for you. Yeah. And, uh, your gift is for me. That's right. The more you operate in your gift, the better I am. The, the more I operate in my gift, the better you are. Amen. And when the church understands that, I think that we become more um, uh, like the body of Christ and uh, certainly become what God intended for us to be. Mm-hmm. To well, I want to talk about that a little bit, Pastor, and, I, and let, let give you an opportunity to share a little bit because, you know, we are, in a sense, um, in a battle where we, we have been commissioned to go out and preach the gospel. We have been commissioned to go out and share the good news. Sure. And uh, in our Christian, maybe more in the Western world, mm-hmm. uh, in, our, in our Christian life, we've sometimes taken this backseat approach where, well, we'll let the pastor do it. We'll let the deacons do it, you know, and, and the rest of the general congregation, if you will, just sometimes, generally speaking, takes the backseat while we have other uh, religions, if you will, that are, that are coming in and are just exploding. Absolutely. Well, how can we be better equipped? What can you say as a pastor to, to tell the folks that are out there in different congregations across the city of San Antonio if, if to you, motivate them? If you are a pastor, your primary job, if you understand your purpose as a pastor, as a shepherd, Jesus equipped the 12. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to be here with you long. In fact, that ministry of his lasted, we recorded Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, a little over three years, you know, under, give or take. And he left them. He said, now, don't be afraid, John 14, chapter. Um, and then he says, I've, I'm going to leave you a comforter. Yeah. When you get to the book of Acts, he says, um, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, this is post-resurrection, Yes. Um, you shall receive power. Amen. And then he tells them that they're going to be able to go into Judea, um, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the other po- othermost parts of the world. And right. he's leaving. Mm. And he's left the church with the power, the charge, yeah. the charge to minister throughout mm. the whole world. Yeah. We couldn't see that back then. Yeah. Now, with the advent of the Internet and, and other things that we have now, from your home, you mm. could literally minister to the whole Jesus world. Jesus himself said, it, greater things shall they do. That's exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Now, they couldn't fast forward at that time to yeah. see what we're doing now. Right. But here we are living that reality today. Isn't Absolutely. that amazing? It's amazing. And I love it because um, now uh, we see more this universal approach to ministry. Mm -hmm. It's not about denomination. It's not even about the local church. The local church now can become the global church Mm -hmm. because locally you can do some things that can affect the world globally. Mm -hmm. We have um, a couple of thousand people that we minister to locally at RBC, Resurrection, but we're streaming on the Internet. We have a few more hundred people who are watching mm. globally, and we are able to capture and find out that all over the world, literally, people are watching the services live. Yeah. We so are. we really have no excuse. With today's Facebook and text messaging, Absolutely. You, you can go up and uh, just send a quick message to people around the world. Absolutely. And, and pastors are charged, again, yeah. to empower the people. Yeah. I, I tell our church all the time, when no one is joining our church, when, 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 if there's no one being baptized in our church, it's not because there's not good preaching or good teaching going on. It's because the people who are receiving it are not applying it. Mm, because if you're applying on. it, you ought to be so excited about the word you've heard 
um, so excited about the Jesus that you know, that you're telling somebody else about it, yeah. and they're catching it, and they're coming, and we're producing. How do, we, how do we get beyond, Pastor, how do we get beyond the mentality of, really, it's a grip of fear, mm-hmm. where our, our government, uh, mm-hmm. society in general is telling us, well, you can't use the word God, Jesus, in your workplace anymore. You can't bring your Bible and have a Bible study during your sure. lunch hour. It, it, there's been a sense of fear that has come over the Christian, and, and it seems like when we used to be out of the closet, we're reverting back, and we're yeah. going back into the closet. How can we get beyond that mentality and be – I mean, we see all over the book of Acts how they were bold. Absolutely. You know? And you, I think you just answered it. Um, you know, we just have to – first of all, you have to be passionate. Uh, about the God that you love. Mm. Um, I think it's um, somewhere where, um, let me not misquote this, um, I've always been taught that you have to have the skin of a rhinoceros. You have to have, um, uh, you have to be harmless as a dove. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, smart as a serpent, I guess. Yes. And um, I think that um, we have to be intelligent enough. You know, when Jesus says love um, your Lord, your God, with all your mind, your heart, soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, love him intellectually. Love him with your with your passion. Love him with you, you know with all of you. Yeah. Um, and then love your neighbor as yourself. I believe that um, intellectually, from an intellectual standpoint, we have to be smart enough mm-hmm. um, to know how to witness um, in ways that we do anything else. Just sharing simply the good news. Yeah. You can share the good news and get people excited about it that they'll ask, whether they're in the government or whatever, why is it that you um, seem to be okay in this down economy? That's the best witness you could ever have. That's right. You know, uh, you're not depressed. You just got laid off. And Mm -hmm. why are you not falling apart? It's that you've not not mentioned the scripture. You've Mm -hmm. not said anything about God. Mm -hmm. But your lifestyle has demonstrated there's something unique about you. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it is. And I think that's if you look at Jesus, he never flashed his badge. I'm the son of God. Right. He never said, uh, you know, he they always asked the questions. Mm-hmm. And then he would say stuff like, well, the son of man came. Yeah. You know, not for those who already know, but for those who are lost. Yeah. You know? And and I think that's the approach. Jesus gives us the perfect example of how to win. Mm-hmm. People were following him. Yes. He didn't have to necessarily um, always have to go get them. In fact, he had to distance himself many times away yes, from did. the crowd, right? you know, because they were thronging him and they mm-hmm. wanted to know. I believe that Christians ought to be the most attractive people on the planet. Mm-hmm. We need to have the best credit, yeah. <laughs> the on. best reputation. Yeah. And we can do that with our lifestyle. Yeah. I think if we do that, um, I think that that would, um, I, I, I think that would be a better approach. I heard somebody once say, go out and preach the gospel to every creature. And if you must, open your mouth. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> wow. So you live it with your life. Yeah. And you, you've heard the saying, um, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one. Come on. And, um, and if, we're, if, if they see it, we don't have to speak as much. That's right. I tell our church all the time, you know, you don't have to pray publicly as long if you've prayed p- privately. Mm. Because you don't have as much to say. <laughs> if you've been talking to God already, yeah. <laughs> then you'll automatically you... shine the light of Jesus. Oh my goodness! People will see it already. Absolutely, that's awesome. Yes. Well, tell us about the culture of the church. I know that uh, you've been pastoring there already for a while. You've got a wonderful location, and we'll talk a little bit about what's what's sure. coming up next. But first, tell us about what, what can someone expect when they walk through the doors there of Resurrection Baptist Church. I'm I'm so in love with our church. Been there now um, for. Um, over 20 years, mm. 21 years to be exact. I nice. got there and at the age of 26, so yeah. going back a little bit, 26, 27, somewhere around that time frame. 
Um, and after 20 years, um, I have more passion today than I've ever had. Hmm. And I see the church becoming more like what the city looks like. Yeah. Um, all races, um, blacks, whites, Hispanics, yes. um, Asians. Um, the beautiful thing about our city is our city is um, integrated. Mm. You know, um, I think that um, our city has different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we've tried to do at RBC is deliberately try to reach um, people with our message, with our music, um, on the level where they are. You know, yeah. we've tried not to allow the denomination to be a barrier, mm-hmm. and we've tried to not let culture be a barrier. Yeah. So we're not trying to call ourselves an African-American church. Mm-hmm. We call ourselves a Christian church. Amen. We don't even call ourselves Baptist. It's on the sign, you know, mm-hmm. we had to kind of grandfather that in. Yeah. And, um, but we want people to know that it's a church where people can come and feel immediately, no matter what background you are, the love of God. That's right. I believe when you walk in the door, uh, even if there's not an individual there, there ought to be some signs and symbols in that building that demonstrate this is a, a family-friendly mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want people to know. No matter what age you are, multi-generational and multicultural. Mm-hmm. That's, I believe, again, the agenda that Christ left with the church in the book of Acts. Yeah. You know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria most parts of the world. Amen. Amen. So why is it that today you see a, a greater church in the, in, at resurrection than at the beginning? What, what are some of the signs that you've seen that just excites you and then continues to fuel that passion of yours to preach? I think leadership had to evolve. Mm-hmm. I, I think about the fact that, um, you know, again, I was there at 26 years old, you know. Um, what do you know at, in your 20s? You know, <laughs> you know that you love God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, uh, wisdom, you know, God, God is even, he's amazing at how he does not reveal everything to you at once. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to go through a tremendous learning curve. The church had to go through that. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we think that um, when we see churches or ministries at their uh, point of glory, we forget that there is a story. Mm. And I'd say that sometimes in my sermons, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. There's been some pain. There's been some learning things that we've had to go through to get us to where we are now. Maturity does not come without some stress and some strain, even children. You know, I've raised three boys now. I've got one more in high school. Um, He's about to graduate this year. And I've watched them go through different stages. You know, the easy stages when they're you know, very polite and everything. Then they go through these stages where you got to ask them again, did you say yes, sir? Yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. You know, you know, and because they're maturing and there's that little rough stage where they're in between, they call them tweens, you know, they're between teenagers and adults. And um, they want to be adults on one hand, but they don't have the responsibility. On the other hand, they're still, uh, you got to remind them that they're still uh, just a child in your house. Mm -hmm. Uh, The church, our church has gone through that. When I came to Resurrection, it was a very young church. It was about um, seven years old. So it still had not really defined itself. We learned why we exist, and we started to really focus in on that with a laser-like focus Mm. of understanding this is why God has us here, and so we're going to fulfill that purpose. Had to begin with the pastor. I had to understand that first. As I evolved, the leadership evolved. As the leadership evolved, the church evolved. And we're still doing it. Yeah. I want you to speak as a pastor in this city, just like Paul did to the Church of Ephesus, for okay. example. You're speaking right now to the Church of San Antonio. Okay. <clears throat> and there, there are some people, there are, uh, there are pastors, there are leaders, there are just lay people that are, that are in church, part of the congregation, mm-hmm. uh, in different places all across the city 
that um, that are in a place right now where maybe they're going through a challenge. Maybe they're going through a place where they're trying to find their identity and, and what their own personal mission is as a part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. What words of wisdom can you give to encourage them to continue moving forward, to see the, the success that you're now living? Because sure. at, at one point, you know, it was just a dream for you. Absolutely. You weren't there yet, but you were heading that way. Absolutely. What can you say to the people that find themselves at that crossroad right now? First thing is read the book of Nehemiah. Read Nehemiah. Um, Nehemiah saw the walls in disrepair. Mm-hmm. He had a vision. He had a passion and a burden. But before he did anything, the first thing Nehemiah did was prayed. Mm-hmm. When he prayed, he got authority from the king in captivity you know, in a, in a place. Um, but he got what I call favor. Yes. God gave him, he granted him favor, Amen. you know, and um, he got authority. He had letters, he had permission to get the materials he needed. And then he was able to get the people he needed to every pastor. I want you to know that first of all, your church has everything it needs hmm. to get the walls back up. Amen. Nehemiah had everything he needed. And mind you, the walls had been down for decades and the walls could have been repaired earlier even before nehemiah was born yeah but it needed a person with a vision visionary who could see the walls being up yeah so if you're a pastor if you don't have a vision the bible says without there where there's no vision the people perish right Um, rick warren says where there's no vision the people will leave your parish Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that's good my 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 first word of advice is to to know your vision yeah you know, and write it, write your vision, make it plain. That's a, you know, that's a biblical principle. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You've got to know what your vision is, make it plain, and then pray about it passionately and ask God to show you how to make the vision become a reality. Amen. So as a pastor in San Antonio, uh, I know that you're technically in shirts, but still you're in, you're in this sure. uh, Metroplex. Uh, what do you see when you pray, when you pray for the city? Uh, what does the Lord show you? Where, where are we at? Where are we headed? I don't know if that's maybe a little bit too... Too deep, but um, what's your heart for this city? Oh, my goodness. Um, This city is so, God is, first of all, when you do the research of the history of the city, Mm -hmm. even the the Christian scene, you know, with denominations um, that have met here, uh, some of the biggest denominations, some of the greatest, I think, preachers, pastors, um, I see God blessing this city in ways that we can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of Catholic influence, yeah. um, but uh, even on the Protestant front, um, it's just, to me, a plethora of ministry needs mm-hmm. here. Um, when you've got a city um, that's in a, a, a country where most people are really experiencing uh, the brunt of the economy yeah. and um, some of the downsides of what's going on across the country. Mm-hmm. Yet, we're not completely unscathed, but it's not hurting us um, as much as it is in other places. Mm-hmm. I believe that God will allow you to prosper in hard times um, for the purposes, again, of reminding the people that He's still God. Yeah. So we have an opportunity, you know. Um, we have an opportunity. Um, I just, I'm excited about San Antonio because I see it as a great place to do ministry. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a place that's still relatively not looked at as some of the bigger cities and larger cities. And so we can do some things here um, to allow what I call the world to see God larger, you yeah. know, magnifying him in, in ways that um, uh, I look at some of the bigger ministries in our church. 
that are doing such great things. Um, I believe, to sum it up, that God is just getting started. Amen. There's some great <laughs> things ahead for San Antonio. Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. this area. It's, it's, it's hard for me to, to articulate what those great things are, mm. but I honestly believe that God, God is just now getting started Amen. in our midst. Amen. We believe that as well. Let's talk about uh, resurrection because, uh, sure. you know, with a name like Resurre- Resurrection Baptist Church, we've got to talk about uh, our king. Okay. We are getting ready to, uh, to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what, uh, what's going on over at the church that uh, maybe people can come out to and uh, help celebrate with you? Oh, my goodness. First of all, we tell the story every Sunday. Mm. <laughs> it's an old story. Uh, but it's, um, it's the resurrection story. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to let people know that, yes, he did die, but he didn't stay dead. Hallelujah. And that's the most powerful thing that you can ever imagine. If God can bring, back, bring Jesus back to life, mm-hmm. there's nothing in your situation that's impossible. Yeah. That's what resurrection means, yeah. that nothing is impossible. If, 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 if life can come from death, and he was dead mm-hmm. three days. Yes. On the third day, he was raised. God raised him up. What situation are you going through that God can't raise back to life? Mm-hmm. No matter what you're facing or what you've faced, if you've gone through divorce, if you've gone through sickness, disease, if there's been a loss of a loved one. And so that's what we, we're, we're going to be focusing on during this season. Yeah. We want people to be encouraged. We do what we call encouraging preaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. We don't want to beat people up because we feel that when you get there, you've already been beat up. Now we want to bring you back to life. What what sense does it make to have the sign saying Resurrection Baptist Church? And when you go in, you feel like you're in the tomb, but nobody's taking you out. <laughs> right. <laughs> the stone is not been I've, moved. I've been to a few of those places. Yeah, it's not <laughs> and, a good and, feeling. And likewise, likewise. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of energy and excitement. When you come, here's what you can expect at RBC. Uh, you might want to bring some earplugs because it's going to be a lot of praise and worship. Yeah. The Bible says, the psalmist says, uh, coming to his gates with thanksgiving yes. and, and to his courts with praise. praise. Last time I went to a Spurs game, which was actually the other day, it was loud. A lot of praising going on. A lot of praising, you know, because you're a cheerleader, you yeah. know, it, it, essentially. When you brought your ticket, you decided you're going to cheer for one team or right. the other. Right. When you come in God's house at RBC, we're cheering. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating a victory. And, Amen. and it's going to be a lot of praising God for three things, what he has done what he is doing, and what we anticipate him to do. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the blessings that we read about in the, in the Word of God are the things that we can live today and will continue to live. Absolutely. Blessings now, of God. now you're preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So uh, Easter's coming up, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, do you have anything special uh, planned? Do you have any type of uh, drama or special music or... Uh, this is the time when uh, when a lot of people say, hey, you know what, I, I feel bad. I better go to church. I've been in church all year, and I said I was going to. Our so. midweek is going to be um, our music and fine arts are going to have um, uh, their time when they do a um, – a, it's going to be a dramatization. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Sundays we're going to have um, singing, uh, dancing, and drama that's incorporated with the sermon. Yeah, um, We're going to be celebrating um, about – Again, the stone has been moved. Yes. The stone has been, your stone has been moved. And sometimes we don't recognize it. Yeah. The disciples had all left. Yeah. But those women went back to yeah. the tomb at, to discover yeah. the stone had been moved. Hallelujah. Can you imagine if those disciples had gone there with them? Mm. After all their disappointment, Peter had just finished denying him. Yeah. Can you imagine how that would have made him feel to know yeah. that he's not there? Wow. And think about it. They 
Have you ever heard of anybody that has died that needed some soldiers to guard the person's body? Hmm. <laughs> a person that's dead, they had soldiers guarding him and a stone. Yeah. And yet the soldiers couldn't keep him there. Mm-hmm. The stone couldn't keep him there. Hallelujah. But ultimately, even death couldn't keep that's him That's right. And if he could conquer death, yeah. he had already conquered the soldiers and the stone, but if he yeah. could conquer death, what can Christ not conquer? Amen. We want to remind people that in your life, if you've got Christ, mm-hmm. that, he's, that you're more than a conqueror. That's right. We want to remind them that there's no weapon that's formed against you that will ever prosper. Amen. Well, listen, uh, everyone uh, that is tuned in today to KSLR, uh, we want to remind you and we want to invite you on behalf of uh, KSLR. We'd like to invite you to go out and visit Pastor Ray Brown Sr. over at Resurrection Baptist Church. They're located at 1002 Live Oak Road in Shirts. Um, uh, they've got uh, Sunday morning service and uh, Wednesday as well, which we'll cover here in a minute. But uh, before we get to that, uh, we want to talk a little bit real quickly about uh, what God is doing in your new location. Listen, we're excited about that. We're in a couple of months. Um, the time frame is around June, mm-hmm. July. Um, we're going to be opening up our our uh, satellite church. Yeah, um, We're at RBC, Resurrection Baptist Church. We're going to be in uh, close to the Stone Oak community mm-hmm. off of Redland Road, and it's on the corner of Redland and jones Marchburger. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of the church um, is going to have its own name, its own identity. Uh, since it's on Redland, we kind of prayed about it. and uh, No, we didn't kind of pray about it. We prayed about mm-hmm. it, and we kind of settled on the name yeah. of Redland Oaks Community Church. All right. It's in that community, um, R-O-C-C, Rock. Amen. And um, we believe that uh, the Lord has given us that. Uh, that's going to be the mantra. It's a church that's going to minister to that community. We believe that there's some great churches already over there. Yes. But what we have to offer is perhaps a little bit different um, to people who um, are looking for something a little bit different. Um, but more importantly, we believe there's enough sinners in that area that every church still doesn't have enough room. (laughs) So we want to help to ease some of the congestion that's already in some of those churches that are already consuming uh, uh, some of the souls that are there. And we're eager to populate heaven and depopulate hell. Amen. On the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Retland. And um, uh, so look forward. You're going to hear some advertisement um, on your radio station. Amen. That's awesome. And um, we want to connect with um, the community. We want to be a part of the growth of our city. Well, we celebrate with you, Pastor. We're uh, so excited about what God is doing there. Uh, so uh, you heard it straight, straight from the pastor coming to you real soon here on Redland Oaks and uh, at Jones Maltzberger Rock. Rock Church is coming to you. So, Pastor, thank you so much for the time here that you've given us. Um, this is uh, You've been hearing Pastor Ray Brown at Resurrection Baptist Church. Any closing comments? Our website, yes, www.myrbconline.org. Yes, please make sure you go on there and visit them. My RBC, standing for Resurrection Baptist Church, myrbconline.org. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you. you. We love you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.